As student visa rejections reach a record high, Australia's universities are in the uh, bizarre position of being forced to cancel enrolments or ask students to withdraw or defer. The leaders of 16 Australian universities have today written to Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill and Education Minister uh, Jason Clare, seeking an urgent intervention to allow more international students into the country. They're warning the new migration strategy is hurting Australia's reputation as a higher education destination and risks leaving them hundreds of millions of dollars out of pocket. Phil Honeywood is the Chief Executive of the International Education Association of Australia. Phil, just explain to me how these new reforms are making it difficult for some potential students. But what are the hurdles they're facing? Good afternoon, Andy. Well, the government have brought in a, a student visa processing framework that really rewards not just public universities but quality private providers on the basis of their risk rating as a provider. In other words, allegedly... <laughs> Um, and theoretically, uh, how many student visas they've uh, issued that have um, the students have progressed academically um, and uh, done the right thing, have not had financial fraud or academic fraud. And so just as we've got each country that we recruit students from given a risk rating of one to three, one being the lowest risk, we've also for, for many years had provider, education provider, risk ratings from one to three. Uh, the only difference is that Minister Claire O'Neill, under her migration strategy released prior to Christmas, is now saying to the Home Affairs Department to give priority to the lowest risk education providers um, and to cast a stronger filter, if you like, over the uh, supposedly medium risk providers. I mean, is it so unreasonable to be asking this of potential students? Shouldn't these entry requirements in fact, be rigorous, could it be possible that we have been making it too easy? Australia is far more rigorous than other countries we compete against, such as Canada and the UK uh, in our student visa system. The problem we've got is that in responding to the Minister's uh, directions and uh, the strategy prior to Christmas, it would appear the Home Affairs Department have been overzealous uh, and have really um, not um, been... Uh, I guess, as ecumenical as they needed to be in assessing level two compared to level one. So does this system, this tier system, place uh, regional universities at more of a disadvantage? It's not based on regional or city-based universities or private providers. It's purely based on the uh, risk rating of the provider. But unfortunately, many providers lose their risk rating um, benefit for no fault of their own. So many of them have their, have had in the past their students poached by other providers and yet, ironically, the um, education provider that recruits the student from overseas, Andy, is held responsible for the academic progress of that student even if they're only with them for the first six months of their course. So we've been arguing some, for some time with both the previous Morrison government and now the Albanese government that there needs to be a better system for ensuring that the provider that, through no fault of their own, has a student uh, poached off them um, or the student 
jumps to another course, another provider, should not wear the subsequent pain if that student doesn't progress appropriately. The University of Western Sydney, Macquarie University, the University of Wollongong are among some New South Wales public universities that have sent out these emails cancelling enrolments of international students. There has been some reporting uh, today that that this is a sign that these universities are trying to shore up their ranking system. Just talk to that idea. Uh, Could it be possible the universities are trying to keep their ranking uh, in the system to preserve future enrolments? It's not unusual for universities and private providers to inform students that there's a new start date for their course or the course will not be proceeding this semester because of under-enrolments that's happened in the past. What is unusual is uh, the volume, if you like, um, of the uh, rejection or the uh, request to um, withdraw. Uh, And obviously, universities are concerned that if they're not in that lowest risk category, then they're going to miss out on a lot of students who are really banked up trying to get to semester one. And I think in all of this, Andy, we've got to be really, I guess, understanding of these students. These are young people who could have chosen to go to another country. They've elected to come to Australia for a world-class qualification. And we just worry that some of them might be left high and dry through no fault of their own. The group of universities co-signing this letter to the Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill and Education Minister Jason Clare today uh, flagged a potential 310 million dollar revenue loss to the sector as a consequence of this new migration uh, strategy. Do you think that they maybe that they they've, they might have to forego this to improve the integrity of the student visa system, a sort of short-term pain for long-term gain kind of idea? And maybe they shouldn't shouldn't have been getting this income to such levels in the first place. What do you say to that? Well, we could have this debate um, for weeks on end. Uh, at the end of the day, no Australian government has adequately funded our universities, according to OECD averages, uh, to offset the cost of world-class research, to offset the actual cost of domestic student enrolment. So it's been like a devil's compact for many years, whichever party's been in government, to really uh, turn a blind eye, if you like, in some cases, to the number of full fee-paying international students at any university. These international students pay three times more on average what a domestic student will be charged for the same course. And, yeah, it's just been acknowledgement, if you like, um, tacitly that the universities can get their own revenue stream, cut their own uh, cloth uh, by enrolling full fee-paying students from other countries. It's five to five here on RN Drive. You're hearing from the International Education Chief, Phil Honeywood. We're talking about the new migration strategies and the reported impact on Australia's universities. Uh, Pretty furious letters been sent to the government today. Uh, These universities, Phil, have demanded greater clarity, essentially, on the migration strategy as it applies to higher education. Should perhaps the government consider the Canadian approach to this and simply announce a cap on all international students rather this sort of patchy, patchwork, wishy-washy approach that uh, is sort of being pursued? Look, it's a great point and obviously it's a viable option. Unfortunately, though, these blunt instruments of CAPS tend to then send good students off in other directions. And so we would argue that it's better that Home Affairs Department goes... And legally, our Home Affairs Department are required to go through the process of assessing every student visa application from any country. So we, as a sector, don't like the idea of an official cap because, as I said, you'd have a lot of good students who've got actually skills uh, in demand that Australia would like going forward, uh, particularly in aged care, particularly in IT, engineering, 
And if the message is just, you know, luck of the draw, you fall under the cap or over the cap, then they'll vote with their feet to go to another country. A comment on the text line uh, says those asked to pay closer attention to medium risk providers may be better at risk assessment or do more in that regard than Canada, for example. But that is only part of the equation. Having said that, any increase in costs to education providers inevitably will be passed on. I mean, they've got a point though, haven't they? Yes, but keep in mind that Canada um, has a majority of its international students who get a migration outcome, um, whereas most of the problems that Canada has had have been students who have been going for two-year diplomas and then getting seeking migration. Uh, to this day in Australia, we still have over 80% of international students who go back to their home country, Andy. So this whole narratives that these young people are here to get migration or are getting migration is not correct um, and unfortunately it impacts on the social licence of our sector to operate because the perception out there in voter land is that they're all coming to migrate. Many of them of course will earn far more money going back to their home country nowadays with a world-class Australian qualification. Just lastly, Australian Academy of Science President Chenupati Jagadish has today raised concerns over Australia's lagging research and development system. You must be worried that this new migration strategy is only going to make that worse. The government have currently got the universities accord um, that they're looking at. Where uh, we understand, Minister Jason O'Neill, uh, sorry, Jason Clare, rather than Clare O'Neill, is going to announce um, the government's response to the universities accord uh, within the next two weeks. And clearly, a large part of the accord recommendations are predicated on enhancing uh, our research funding and re- uh, research output. So, you know, we look forward to hearing from Jason Clare about that. Uh-huh. Um, the, other, the other point I just make is that I've just heard from Minister Clare O'Neill that she's intending to um, talk with all the vice chancellors within the next 24 hours to try and clarify some of the concerns that they've raised. We'll follow that up tomorrow. Chief Executive of the International Education Association of Australia, Phil Honeywood, thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.